Hello and welcome to this Tech Blast episode, the series delivering 15-minute overviews of an issue in the lab and the solutions available to help you through it. I'm Annie Colson, Digital Editor at Biotechniques and the host of today's podcast. In this episode, supported by Sino Biological, we'll be discussing all things organoids, from their generation to their applications. Our guest today is Ritwika Biswas, Product Scientist at Sino Biological. Ritwika, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, it's great to be here. So to start us off, let's go back to basics. What are organoids? So organoids are three-dimensional cell cultures derived from stem cells that incorporate some of the key features of the organs that they represent. These in vitro culture systems self-organize into multiple organ-specific cell types similar to what is observed in vivo. Also, these microscopic mini-organs are capable of recapitulating some of the functions of the organs that they represent. And so the field of organoids has exploded in the past decade. At the moment, what organoids can be generated? So organoid culture systems have been developed to model tissue structures from all three primary cell lineages, the endoderm, mesoderm, and the ectoderm. The organoid cultures have been described for a variety of tissues, including the intestinal, colon, stomach, spleen, liver, pancreas, kidney, ovary, prostate, bladder, lung, retina, inner ear, and the brain. Also, these cultures have shown remarkable genetic stability during passaging. So studies of liver organoids clonally expanded from a single liver progenitor cell revealed only one synonymous base substitution after three months in culture. And so the various organoids that you just mentioned, how are they generated? So the tissue-specific culture methods will vary, but appropriate pluripotent stem cells, PSCs for short, or tissue-specific progenitor cells are generally embedded in matrigel, or another appropriate extracellular matrix. The cells are grown in the presence of cell culture media containing specific growth factors that mimic the in vivo signals required to maintain the stem cell population. Under these conditions, the embedded cells will proliferate and self-organize into 3D organoid structures that can be passaged and maintained indefinitely. Now, Organoids can be generated by two methods, unguided and guided. The unguided approach depends on PSC aggregates to undergo spontaneous morphogenesis and their capacity for intrinsic differentiation. Whereas the guided approach induces PSCs to differentiate towards desired lineages using the supplementation of external patterning growth factors. Now, You will choose either of these methods depending on the specific focus of your investigation. Both of these methods can be applied at different stages of organoid development. Now, growth factors are an essential component of organoid media as these direct the differentiation of the stem cells through a series of manipulation of combinations of signaling pathways that can generate and sustain specific organoid types. For a majority of organoid types, the growth factor requirements include the requirement of WENT, R-spondent 1, or a combination of both. 
For example, with intestinal stem cells, we need RSPondin1 and BMP signaling antagonists such as Noggin. Now, Sinobiological has developed a panel of recombinant growth factors such as RSPondin, Noggin, EGF, FGF, BMP with high bioactivity, high batch-to-batch -batch consistency, and high purity to enable optimal and consistent organoid growth for multiple tissue types. And so looking more to the applications of organoids now, mm -hmm. what can organoids be used for? So organoids can be used for multiple things. For example, first, basic research, including studies of human biology aiming to understand developmental processes, responses to external stimuli and stress signals, cell-to-cell -cell interactions, and mechanisms of stem cell homeostasis. Then the second can be biobanking, whereby samples obtained from patients can be used to generate patient-derived organoids and stored as a resource for future research. Then the third can be disease modeling, which is to understand the mechanisms of human diseases, such as infectious diseases, heritable genetic disorders, and cancer using various laboratory techniques, including omics and drug screening analyses. And of course, precision medicine. So in this, patient-derived organoids can be used to predict response to drugs and as resources for regenerative medicine coupled with genetic engineering. Now, researchers in stem cell and developmental biology are working with engineers and physical scientists to develop advanced in vitro technologies for organoid research. And at the forefront of this undertaking is the integration of organoids with organ-on-a-chip technology. And this new technology is called organoid-on-a-chip. What benefits do 3D organoid systems offer over 2D cell culture systems? So organoids are revolutionizing in vitro cell culture by providing accessible, physiologically relevant models that faithfully recapitulate key elements of the model tissue. The heterogeneity of the cell types forms a complex cellular environment in the organoid, and the interaction between the cell types forms a functioning mini organ. Now, for a long time now, 2D cellular models have served as a backbone of basic research, but conventional 2D cell cultures do not exactly mimic human relevant models, which poses a major challenge in biological research. For example, for every medicine brought to market, countless more agents that were identified in cellular models have failed to provide a therapeutic effect. These misses can in part be attributed to inadequate physiological representation in the existing 2D cellular models. Organoids as a novel preclinical model have proven to be a huge asset for therapeutic efforts. So, this was a major breakthrough moment in the field of drug discovery and screening. What challenges remain in organoid research? So there has been a lot of progress in this field. However, organoid research comes with certain limitations and challenges. First of all, it can be challenging to optimize techniques originally developed for 2D cultures. It may take weeks 
to sometimes months to optimize a simple experiment on organoids. Another major factor is the reproducibility of the results. It has been seen that handling of the organoids plays a major role in the reproducibility of the results. Since organoids are a lot more complex than 2D cell cultures, even a slight change in the culture conditions may affect the results. So it is very important to maintain good lab practices throughout while working with organoids. Another technical challenge that many researchers in this field face is the use of undefined animal tumor-derived extracellular matrix, ECM. And this is called matrigel. Several techniques have been developed to better control organoid architecture, like the use of fully defined tunable synthetic matrices and bioprinting techniques have been developed to replace poorly defined matrices. Another limitation of working with organoids is the lack of complexity and the lack of surrounding tissues. So what I mean by that is that organoids typically lack vasculature and immune cells. This means that they are limited in how big they can grow without cell death, and that they cannot be used to study processes that require these components. So in an attempt to prove this whole system, several approaches have been described focusing either solely on biological or on a combination of biological and engineering-inspired methods specifically to increase the complexity and achieve further maturation, various co-culture systems, bioreactors, and organoid-on-a-chip methods are being used. And finally, what do you hope the future holds for organoids? So, in my opinion, organoid technology will be at the centre of developmental biology, disease pathology, cell biology, regenerative mechanisms, precision medicine, and drug toxicity and efficacy testing. For these and other applications, organoid cultures provide highly informative, complementary approaches to the well-established 2D culture methods and animal model systems. This technology also holds tremendous potential for regenerative medicine, as organoids present the possibility for autologous and allogenic cell therapy through the replacement of damaged or diseased tissue with organoid propagated tissue. Such an application would allow correction of genetic abnormalities in vitro using CRISPR-Cas9 and then reintroducing the engineered healthy cells into the patient with subsequent integration into the tissue. Now, patient-derived organoid cultures have also proven valuable as diagnostic tools in precision medicine applications. And these patient-derived organoids are being used to screen patient uh, drug responses in vitro before administering treatment to direct the care and predict therapeutic outcomes for cancer and cystic fibrosis patients. Now, I believe that Organoids will play an ever-increasing role in diagnosis, drug development, and treatment. Now, as the list of organoid culture systems and the techniques for their experimental exploitation grows, organoids' utility and broad applicability continue to gain recognition across a wide range of research disciplines. 
the development of these culture systems represent an exciting advancement in the tools available to researchers working in basic research and translational and clinical contexts. Because of their immense potential as tools to study human biology in health and disease, Nature chose organoids as the method of the year 2017. And since then, we have only seen this technology flourish. Thank you for joining us today, Ritwika. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great talking to you. If you want to learn more about organoids, then you can check out our In Focus on the topic, which includes an infographic and a video. You can find that at www.biotechniques.com. Thank you for listening and goodbye.